Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, your host, Jake. And me, Riff. And me, the third guy, Hot Stuff. The third man. The third man. Hot Stuff over on the grassy knoll. Hot Stuff over at Degrassi Knoll with the Plunger Masters. Did you guys know that the uh, Knollish Plunger Master was a reference to... Uh, they made a product in the 90s called Unlimited Adventures, which was a creation kit for Goldbox AD&D games. Okay. I, I think I know that title, but I never, I never did this much Goldbox Gold stuff. Like Pool of the, Radiance. Oh, Goldbox, the video game. It just let you make Pool of Radiance style games. It just wow, gave you all of the tiles and all cool. of the graphics and you could set up encounters instead of subs. And, uh, my, uh, my friend Greg from high school who was, who was, Involved in KOL like really, really early, like in the first few days, and then kind of drifted away. Uh, who was uh, the original Bjorn the Mighty, not not Mighty Bjorn, uh, made an adventure while I was at work one day. And you go into a place, and it just there's a picture of a knoll, and the text says, "You see a knoll plunging his bung, plunging his bung." Yeah. Huh. So. That's why, that's why the knolls. I mean, I guess you don't, I mean, you won't be able to pour your wine out of the barrel if, if the bung is clogged. If the bung is not, is, yeah, if is the bung unplunged. gets clogged with like grape sediment. Yeah. <coughs> Did you, we, we've never made some sort of like neckline plunging joke, have we? No. Okay. Is, so that's just a thing, right? A dress can have a plunging neckline. Is that sure? Okay. It's not like a, People are complaining about the plunging of necklines over the years as women's morals get looser. No, I think that's what the hymns of skirts yeah, I think rising. That's reserved for hymns, yeah. Remember and when? Hong. Remember when we were trying to come up with mushrooms for the different elements, and you, hot stuff, made the best joke ever I for don't the, a sleazy mushroom, the loose moral. Oh, ah, <laughs> oh, man. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, what was it? So that I, I made that, and I made a hot wad. Yeah, the hot wad joke by so. just saying hello <laughs> yeah. when I said hot wad. That was the yep, pretty good. Uh, oh, and then uh, the entirety of the sort of plot line of that '70s volcano <laughs> sure. was, was yours also. So that's good. Um, all right, so that's three. Cool. I can retire now. <laughs> I, I can't retire. <laughs> I know, man. None of us can. Yeah, none of us will ever be able to. Am I right? Oh, you know thanks, what? Obama. I'm so fine with that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I this don't... is this is great. Let's just keep doing this I forever. I mean, that, well, that's the thing. We get to do what we want to do for a living, yeah. which makes it not like oh, uh, trying to trying to like skirt that. Like right. you're playing chicken with your own mortality, <laughs> right. right? Like figuring out like when can I safely retire and oh, just yeah. like do what I want with my time. Yeah, mm. it's gonna win. It's not gonna swerve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess no, but so, but that's not what you're really doing. You're like you're <clears throat> trying to, you're trying to quit working the moment that you have enough money saved up to survive the rest of the time until yeah. you die. You just don't yeah. know when that is, yeah. and that's why it's yeah. tricky. Yep. Yeah. 
Is that really how people survive? Like, they just, like, do math and we're like, okay. Well, I don't think so. I think generally people just do what the government tells them, which is to start collecting Social Security at 65, and then they evaluate uh, whether they can quit their job or not. I mean, I mean, for a while, you'd get your gold watch from your company, you know, and you'd start building model trains. When I was <laughs> a kid... Eventually commit suicide. I was all excited about the idea of, like, making a bunch of money and then just living off of the interest... But that isn't even a viable option now. Like, the interest rates are so terrible and the stock market's so unpredictable. That yeah. I, I think feel the like stock market rely. was always pretty unpredictable. You have a, you have a real bone to pick with, uh, with, uh, like any kind of volatile or risky investment. I do. Yeah. Like, I, I've got an idea, Hot Stuff. Yeah. Why don't you put a bunch of money in, in a theater, theater project? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, you know what? I bought I bought some tickets to that the other day. I th- I, I, oh, put, good. I put like probably two dollars and fifty cents in your pocket, and uh, and also <laughs> no. in mine. No, it's gonna be a while before a while before, but before any oh, money is in our pockets. Uh, so that's you wanted to go in addition to the like opening gala mm-hmm. thing. Well, because they're selling tickets for shows way ahead of the opening. Yeah, those I feel like those are like effectively rehearsals that people pay to go see. Yeah, but that's fine. Okay. Pay to go see a rehearsal. Go, uh, actually, you can't yet. Uh, yeah. The tickets are not. No, they are. They, they went on sale. Oh, they're available to the public I just haven't seen now? an announcement oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go to uh, the Speakeasy in San Francisco. Yep. It's a great immersive theater experience, or it was in its previous incarnation. Yeah, we have no Who idea. Who the fuck knows now? <laughs> it's well-funded. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, go do that. Speakeasysf.org. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making this up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, probably a thing. Man, I tried the other day to uh, make an offer on a domain. Okay. Uh, one of the, So basically, it seems like registrars for popular domains. I think I, I tried to register skeleton.store. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it was like, well, luckily we've partnered with domain agents. Hover has partnered with domainagents.com. You can go ahead and make an offer, uh, starting as low as $19. But then when you go to make an offer, it's like, oh, sorry, we meant $199. Whoa. Mm. So. Sketchy. Yeah. I don't know that I would pay $200 for KOL.game, especially not knowing what it was going to cost to renew it in the future. But that's the, that's the lowest amount that I could offer for it. Wouldn't be bad to have KOL.game. I also think that those people are making it so .game is not going to take off. Yeah, they've, they've ruined it by pricing it out of like the, the reasonable person's market. Did you see, I think it was maybe Steve Gaynor tweeted, there was a billboard on the side of a truck at E3 that was like .game, the domain name for the games industry. No. Huh. Yeah. It's just a domain, like a billboard advertising dot game. Hmm. Like, stop trying to make fetch a thing. Domainagents.com. Stop pre Like, it doesn't, it seems like complete horseshit. That they can pre register the, the agency that controls the domains, the registrar, can pre register every three letter. Is that what happened? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Hmm. Because every three letter dot game domain was already taken. And I don't think that, I don't think that somebody spent a billion dollars doing that. Right. You know, because they could have gotten bulk pricing or something. But man, it garbage. Like if you're expecting a gold rush, there's not going to be one. 
There, so there are definitely going to be some studios that would pay five thousand dollars for a their game dot their name game name dot game because they that that's just part of their like hundred million dollar marketing budget or whatever. Yeah, but so many games these days are made by people in their basements that that's just not viable. Well, do you want to answer some questions from Kingdom of Loathing listeners and then maybe do a spindler? Let's do that. Yes. Let's see. Sular the Second says, So why is the Shrine to the Barrel God in the Dungeoneers Association and not the Barrel Full of Barrels? There's even a nice empty spot in the new Barrel Full of Barrels that seems just right for it. The Barrel Full of Barrels is not always accessible to you. Maybe it is now. I don't remember. Does it, it, does it just, sh- I think it just shows up in the mountains once you are finished with the tutorial, maybe? I think it, it might. used to be that the guild guy would give it to you, but I think when we redid the guild, when I redid the guild initiation quests. We got rid of that? Got rid of that, yeah. I don't know, man. Dungeoneers Association had room. <laughs> The Erosion Seeker says, Hey guys, this is sort of late, but things like the Hilarious Modifier or the Internet have just been a continuous source of joy, giving great messages like, you grab some crumbs from the pocket of your salad and salad them into your foe's eyes, shouting, <laughs> pocket salad, <laughs> you salad to salad his eyes. Or, you salad into your foe's arm and salad out some juicy salad data. And, you're fighting Lewis Berry, the man who should probably change his socks with science. <laughs> Please do more things like this in the future because they seem fairly low resource but are easily hilarious. Yeah, nothing is... Nothing is ever as funny as random words or a dude getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was listening through oldish podcasts, and here's some old stuff that you may or may not want to revisit from the October 8th, 2015 show, Dr. Awkward Attack Choice Options. Okay, so I pulled up the results, um, and in the amount of time that we have been tracking this, there have been like 54,000 instances of that choice run. Uh... Okay. All I have is the daily averages. Okay. So it is 137 of choice one, 39 of choice two, and 38 of choice three. So the the number one, which I'm assuming is just what Mafia does, is overwhelmingly the one that people choose. And then evenly split between the other two. Evenly split between the other two, yeah. Uh, the Ava, can I stack rods? Sad dork ass cats in a cave is the least popular. I I don't understand that one bit. Yep. Um, let's see. What does he go on to say? Finally, if you guys still have any of the old white bone star shirts, I'd love to get one. Assuming they're still a thing, since this particular podcast is about eight months old. No, though. Well, <sighs> shit. A box of them know. might exist somewhere, but I don't know that we have them. Yeah, we got rid of them and then there was some drama and we somehow ended up with them again but then didn't we get rid of them again (laughs) no i think they're in patrick's garage so i did i did throw away i took to goodwill 90 percent of the remaining kol shirts i just kept oh wow i just kept some of each size of like to to give to the people who are putting on the unofficial kol con or whatever if that happens um so there might be some there. Right. But well, yeah. I wonder if those like, get distributed around the country. So just end the up- ones that go to Goodwill? Yeah. I imagine they get mulched. <laughs> okay. I, like, 
I worked for a little while at a place. It wasn't a Goodwill, but it was a Goodwill-like organization in uh, Ohio. And I, I was like working in a warehouse that was just completely stacked with burlap sacks full of clothes that people had donated. And my job was to, using a knife slice open the necktie that was used to to tie one of these bags shut and <laughs> and, and dump o- dump the contents out onto a long table where old ladies were sorting through the clothes seeing what was sellable and what wasn't and my job was to z- just do that as fast as i possibly could and the ladies would like pick through their clothes and they had a basket that they'd toss the good looking stuff into and everything else just got shoved down the length of the table into like a pit at the end of the table that had like a giant garbage crusher hooked up to it. And it, when the pit was full, they'd just run this thing and it would compress like these clothes into just this giant brick of clothing that I, I understand, but I don't know if this is true or not, that I understand that they ship to Africa. <clears throat> so I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, s- you do often see pictures of giant fortresses made out of yeah, cold bricks of bricks. Africans living in castles made of yeah. t-shirts. Yeah, no, just wearing like shitty old oh, t-shirts yeah. with yeah. English stuff on them. Like that's true. Sports, t- but, you know. But like my, uh, uh, where I was going with that is that considering that the t-shirts that you're giving them, giving them were new, if their sorting process was anything like that, they probably got sorted into the this is sellable basket i would think but not like i don't think like a like a thousand of them are sellable you know not that we did not that we had a thousand of any one thing but like i mean what is what is goodwill goodwill as an entire like nationwide organization what are they going to do with like a hundred four xl saber tooth lime shirts (laughs) right which i easily dumped a hundred like i i bet i took 40 garbage bags full of shirts to that seems insane because i didn't think we had that much back stock they took up a lot there there were a lot of boxes that we weren't considering that turned out to be full of shirts okay like it was a lot it was (laughs) a lot of fucking shirts it was like multiple my entire car full okay um yeah because i mean we just bought stuff in bulk you know right uh, anyway, great job or so on the last five or so items of the month. They really hit the mark the way that Nob Stroganoff and the Shivering Timbers did. Thanks for putting up with us for so long. Yeah, man. Shivering Timbers. So happy with that. Um, got a pirate-themed haunted forest. Yep. Ah, oh, man. That's like the... It's like... Man. There was something else the other day that... Just made you very happy. Yeah, that was just like, oh, okay, clearly this was just the perfect setup for the perfect job. But anyway. Is it a new thing for West of Loathing? Think, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a West of Loathing thing. It was just something that I think, feel like it was just something that came up in life. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I was um, I was super happy for whatever graphic designer got to do the logo for the new Resident Evil 7. Have you seen that? No. It's it's It just says Resident Evil in white... But the VI and the the vertical bar of the L are orange. So it's Resident Evil VII, 
but it's all in the same. Oh. And man, I bet whoever was in charge of that just saw that possibility and was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, but it was also that was also possible with six and with five. Well, yeah, but not to, I don't know, not to such a dramatic extent. I don't know if they did that with six or five. I don't think they did. I wonder why not. Maybe they were saving it. Maybe they saw it a long time ago and said, oh, no, don't do that until we get to seven. It'll be cooler. So we get to Resident Evil 9, Resident Evil. <laughs> Resident Evil. Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. They could do like Kicks 9 or Quicks 9. Yeah. I always said Quicks, but then I heard people later say Kicks. Qix. I mean, it's it's like just bullshit, right? Because it's not a real. Is it in the dictionary? Is that a thing? I doubt it, unless you have a dictionary that includes all video games. Hmm. Hi, Asim says Phil. Roughly, how big do you picture the giants in the castle being? Hmm. Um, they're like y- you. S- you are the size of like a thing they would eat. Yeah, you're you're the size of their beard. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, we clearly don't don't justify that in all of the procedurally generated text around them, right? Like, it's, you know, things, combat items that can completely engulf monsters can completely engulf them. But I... And the stuff that they drop, which is presumably at their scale. I think of it as, like, Jack and the Beanstalk style, which I actually don't know how big that's supposed to be, because I'm basing it on, like, cartoons or something. But, like, you, you are... Like, you could fit in a mouse hole in the giant castle. That's pretty small. Remember when uh, mice would just gnaw perfect arches <laughs> in the floorboards to be the entrances to their, like, fancy multi-room domiciles with little mouse furniture and stuff in them? It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. <laughs> no, it's... it's <laughs> today's mice have really lost their way. On a related note, and because now I'm curious, which one of you is the tallest? Thanks, Phil. Uh, that's not me. Jake. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm like six, two and a half or six, three. Um, yeah. You're like six feet. I'm six foot. Stuff? Yeah. Xenophobe was like six, six. Yeah, he was really tall. He's a big dude. Um, Aaron Burke is really tall, but he doesn't work for us. That's true. Yeah. And so is Ben Baraldi. Like yeah. two, two of the four members of the mini bosses were like six, six. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big dudes. Big, tall, big, tall people. I don't think of myself as tall until I see somebody taller than me, and I think, this never happens. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm tall. It's cool. I think it's just a confidence thing. It's just a confidence game. <clears throat> ah, he got a Mark Knopfler. <laughs> Blather Rinse Repeat says, I did not mean to put Pizzle in my last question. I think the puzzle is fantastic and would love to see more content like this. I just wanted to read that one first. Um... Uh, Blather Rinse Repeat says, not to keep harpoing on the same subject, but can we please have confirmation as to whether any of the decryption key approaches we've been working on are the right direction, or if we are off the marks? I'm not groucho about the pizzle, but we've been mondo stumped. Yeah, man, the labels on those lights are not important. I will tell you that. Yeah. Not right? The- you didn't You didn't go back and make them important, did you? They're, no, they're, they're not. There's nothing, that, there's nothing right now that they are useful for at all. Okay. Man, I I know that you are not inclined to give hints, especially at what you think is still very early in the life cycle of this puzzle, (laughs) despite this being the point at which people are going to start losing interest. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, I, f- I feel like you you were not trying. I was not trying to make it super, super You weren't hard. trying to make it hard, and you weren't trying to require collaboration the way that we do sometimes. And so this is... What, what I did, I think, was make something that needed more hinting at and then didn't provide very good hinting. I was a little constrained in the... You can fix that now. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could, like, yeah, I could externally hint, but I was trying to have everything be self-contained, right? Um, So, people are... People are jumping to some approaches that are cool ideas, but not what was intended, and... Yeah, I think also part of the problem is that like because people don't know what the boundaries of the puzzles are, right? Like, we give them this whole package and there's a bunch of stuff in there, some of which is just flavor and some of which is puzzle stuff. Um, and so people just don't know where to look for things. Um, and some of the puzzle stuff is deliberately nonsense. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I, our notion of... The encrypted, the, 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 whatever encryption mechanism this is, just encrypts it into a ridiculous puzzle. <laughs> is, uh, it's pretty great. Yep. It's uh, often longer. It's yeah. like often larger than the source. Well, and w- when people eventually get to it, like the, the decrypted contents is often way less, like, m- sensical than the, the encrypted version of it too uh so yeah i'm yeah uh the decoding the first decrypted message is is just the first step that is not the like if you've not solved that yet is i guess what what hint i would maybe give there's there's more to it than mm. what than what people have Wait, found. At dinner, you'll have to explain to me how yeah this works because I don't know. I I didn't do anything except write that one but right. <laughs> um, Shemu says I was told that Psalm of Pointing is D levels, but it does so without showing the D level amounts. Will you please make it so it shows the D level? I just did uh, either that or I broke it. Uh, okay. <laughs> the the PHP it didn't throw any errors, but right. I did not test it. So uh, yeah, that's a good catch. Like. At some point, when I added that D-level readout, I went through and thought I got everything that ever D-leveled, but oh, huh. I just straight up missed that one. Oh, um, there, there might be others it was still out just, there. It, it used to use a very, like, what I now recognize as a kind of a West of Loathing-y uh, combat model, where, like, the way that stat changes, there was never any way for, like, the monster to de-level the player, which I wish that there was, uh, because mm. there's like a copy of the monster and that's just, the, you know, that's just that copy of the monster. But the player was like constrained by the database entry for the player, right? As opposed to just like the way it works in West of Loathing is like a copy of you gets put into the fight. And then a thing we can, can just reduce your muscle, yeah. right? And it doesn't have to be, like, an effect that's applied to you or whatever. Like, it can just, like, this is just down for the rest of the fight. Like, you can, there are skills that, like, increase your moxie for the rest of the fight. And, they, you know, like, maybe there's combat items that do it and you can just use a bunch of them if you want to, like, really overpower a guy for shooting at him or whatever. 
Um, and I wish that I had done that in KOL. And that's the way that deleveling worked. It's the way that it still does, right? It just like straight up reduces the stats of the, <clears throat> of the monster. It then stores the monster in the fight record in a way that it doesn't do with the player. So every time a new round of combat runs, it's like grabbing you out of the database. And the only thing that it's keeping track, actually, no, it's not even that. It's like, just grabbing you out of the database again because it it's not using a session session version of you no wow why well because then if something went wrong in a round of combat you could just like close the browser and come back in and load it again without anything happening and it would just erase anything that hadn't gotten saved yeah Yeah, that's that's why we can't do so much shit that people expect us to be able to do when they say like make an app right like it 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 like nothing nothing can live locally yeah nothing nothing ever does right i mean we could have built the game so that it could right you know that was apparently a lot of the hassle in making a fallen london app was allowing offline play and then like sanely syncing that against oh god yeah i would like that would just not be yeah but they just don't have a player economy right they they have like comparatively little to lose from cheaters i see so People are definitely talking about helping each other out in the game. There are things that you can do like a f- certain number of times a day that, but they're always like, they're like removing debuffs. Like you get, th- have you ever played much Fallen London? I played like an hour of it. I, okay. I just did not get into it. Y- you'll just get like, like the fail state for things if you don't have the right stats or whatever is that you'll get one of four sort of debuffs, which is like wounded or having nightmares or mm-hmm. uh, scandal. You get, you become scandalized. And one of the easiest ways to get those down is to, is a multiplayer thing where it's like you request to like play chess with someone. And I forget what playing chess does. No, that, that's actually a different thing. There's like a, have a conversation with someone and it makes your nightmares go away. Like you get some okay. therapy or whatever. Um, I forget what the, I forget what the other equivalents are. You like go to church with someone to get rid of scandal. There's, there's different things that you can do. Um, but that you wouldn't do offline. And all that does is like, like once those debuffs reach a certain point, you get locked into a sort of an unprofitable content zone that they're like the drunk. They're, tank. they're neat. Yeah, but there, there's actually, like, a bunch of content. There's stuff that, like, you can only get in there. Like, it's pretty cool, actually. But they're, like, hard to get out of, and you just waste a lot of turns, like, right. naturally grinding your way out of it. So it's, like, you don't want it to happen. It's it's often just, like, a tax of, like, maybe a couple days of oh, gameplay. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no idea why that. Why were we talking about that? Uh, offline play session. Oh, fight. deleveling. The solid pointing is deleveling, right? Yeah. Because it's not, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's theoretically displays that now. It used to just be, you know, monster power minus equals five, monster defense minus equals five. I changed it to be a function that does the same thing and also has output. Uh, also, regarding the source terminal, two things. There isn't anything to extrude besides the default food, booze, and accessory once you have all your chips. Will we find more behind the puzzles? No. There nope. is no, there is no additional content locked behind those puzzles. That's, there's very little content locked behind those puzzles. Uh, okay, okay, fair enough. But yeah, not nothing, nothing like you're thinking of. And so, but I, and I heard people saying like, there should be more the central open stuff. And I like that wasn't what this was about. Like this was about the fun of like. 
playing with it and upgrading it and then having the choices mostly of the buffs that you you can use and then like Yeah, and are they not? I mean, are like there's, I mean, duplicate I, feels pretty. No, so yeah, like the skills are strong, and the like, and choosing what to what you're going to use in skills and buffs, and your like overnight buff is important. But I, I kind of just wanted it to be a thing that you didn't have to futz with too much once yeah. you actually got everything running. Like, like I wanted, I wanted it to be low impact for like real world time. Yep. Um, we're we're kind of that's kind of how we're approaching this next item of the month too yeah um i yeah i will talk about this (laughs) (laughs) um and in response to the people complaining about being unable to disable their inquiries please add a disable.ink to the extraction pool that needs to be installed to disable your inquiry i forget which one inquiry is that's the overnight buff thing so i guess if you set it to something it just every day gives you that buff and there's no way to turn it off because the only the only thing you can do is switch it to something else, oh, which will just give you a different buff. Huh. Okay. So, why would you want that? Uh, if, I, I think one reason people said was because, like in PvP, you might not want a buff. Oh, okay. For example, that was the that was the argument that I saw. Thanks for tolerating my long response. Less than three, Shemu. Hey, come on, buddy. You're great. Uh, Zen zero zero says, why doesn't the terminal respond with pong when you type in ping? Hmm. That it totally can. We just, uh, just didn't add it. I can, those are things that I can add as people come up with funny suggestions. Salmonella says, why is it possible for all clan members to distribute loot that they obtain from their boss kills in the KOL basement zones? It's just a decision that I made early on is that the person who kills the boss should be able to decide what happens with the loot. Like, and if you want to like constrain the permissions of individual people, you have to do that yourself as the clan leader. Um, also that was a way of guaranteeing that no matter what happens, someone can distribute the loot. Yeah, cause right. Even if no, if no one in the clan whatever. except the leader has permission to distribute loot, I mean, always the leader is always someone who can do it. But <clears throat> the person who killed the boss is guaranteed to have played the game as recently as they killed the boss. Right. The leader is not, and so someone needed to be able to distribute the loot, and so that's just, you know, I don't know. It's it. It's like different, you know, because these were kind of modeled after like the WoW raid structure, but it's different because it's not, you know, you're not all fighting the boss, right? So the, it is an action that one player takes. And it just seems the idea of you having done the work to kill the boss and then you not being able to decide what to do with the stuff that the boss dropped just feels really gross yeah. to me. We could have added, uh, dungeon kill points mm-hmm. yeah dkps man i think about that almost all the time that i see license plates now sorry yeah <laughs> we saw there was because every california license plate is a number and then three letters and then four numbers and there was one that we saw when we were in san diego about a year ago I can't believe it was a fucking year ago i've had this laptop for almost a year it's still <laughs> my new laptop except i dropped it the other day and oh, so no. now the edge is all chewed up 
Hmm. Yeah. I didn't drop it. Did you drop it into the mouth of something that was chewing? Yeah, I, I <laughs> dropped it on the cat. Uh, the garage at my house, there is nowhere in the garage that the floor is level. Right. It's right because it's it, the house is built on a lot, the the slope of which is sort of corner Extreme. to corner to corner. Yeah. Right. So it's. Like, if you just, you know, if you drop a marble in the garage, it will always end up, like, on the right side of the garage door. Um, and so I have all the furniture down there just on, like, these elaborate shims that I've glued together out of stuff, like, scrap wood. But I had, like, just a folding chair down there, and I put my laptop on it, and I got up to do something else, and the laptop just, like, slid off the chair and fell uh, on the ground. That sucks. Damn it. Anyway, Hot Stuff saw a license plate that was kind of similar to DKP. The three letters on it were kind of similar. It was like GKP. And he said, do you think that means Dragon Kill Points? So then I just started <laughs> reading every three letters. It's like Dagon Jill Points, Baggin Phil Joints, Kagan Bill Doints. This, and this, and we so did this for like an hour. It went on for a really long time. Yeah. And, uh, it was a road trip, I think. I think we were just driving somewhere in traffic in Sandy. I think we were on our way to like that dessert place. Oh, okay. Something. Uh yeah, boy. I think my mom might have been in the car. Which this is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, somebody somebody recently saw a license plate that was minus fifty DKP. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I saw a license plate the other day that I that had to have been a reference to something. Fuck, I don't remember what it was. It was like a fallout. Th- it was. It was just vats. Somebody's license plate was just vats. V a t s. Yeah, and it was a vanity license plate that just said vats. And I was like, I, is that about fallout or is it like, is this guy yeah, like a guy yeah, who makes sells vats, makes vats of yeah. something? Like what? Hmm. Somebody's got it. Disc Death says, Hi, Jack Rack and Hacky Sack. You said West of Loathing doesn't have a proper tutorial, instead teaching the player through the gameplay. Does this make it the witness of games which are like Skyrim? How difficult is it going to be? Is it going to be the Dark Souls of the witness of Skyrims? <laughs> yeah, it, West of Loathing really is the Skyrim of video games. It's Right. It's the Skyrim of Citizen Kane's. Bosbert says, Return to the Traveling Trader with Wares from West of Loathing when that game gets released. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. We have a half an hour before okay. the dinner mans show up. Do you think we can get through? We can get through the monster spindler. Yeah. Including all of the special props. Also, are they going to tell you when they get here? Uh, I have no idea. I don't want to have to stop <clears throat> doing the monster. We, like we, we. Is it really going to take more than half an hour to go through it? I don't think it will. I think we can do it. Even all, with all the, with all the, I'm saying all of the special properties and explain yeah. how they work. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I got to log into KOL again to load the monster spindler. Um, again, these spindlers are ordered by how similar the word length is to each other. So <laughs> it's difficult to find. Okay. So monsters have a search box, which everything has. Link to create a new monster, a thing to show the last hundred, a thing to show the ones that don't have pictures, a thing to show the ones that have notes in their descriptions to one of us, and a thing to show the ones that are tagged 
uh, LTNT office, um, which that's just the last thing that I use that for. So monster has a name, which is just the monster's name. The thing that shows up in Monster Manual. It has a list of body parts, which we didn't used to use for anything except weapon hit messages. <sighs> That's changed a little bit, right? Because because we now have a we now have a thing that we can put in that fight parse will pull one of those out. Because like I think Scully started writing joke body parts in there, even though they just didn't do anything. But then it was kind of fun, because, like, yeah, they, they can do something. There's enough content in there that... And there's also some stuff that, like, only works on things with, like, wings or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, there, like, uh, that one of the cowpuncher skills, the monster has to have legs for right. it to work. Um, but, yeah. It used to just be cosmetic, because it was, like, if we write a sword message that on, that talked about you stabbing a guy in the arm or whatever, it needed to, to only pick that one if the arm was available. That And that list meant, is pretty arbitrary, too, right? Because yeah. it's, like, you're fighting a wardrobe. What body parts does the wardrobe yeah. have? Inside? I mean, so that's why. I mean, it just ends with things like doorknob. Yeah. Know? Then it has article, which is just... A uh, or the, an or the or, or blank. Yeah, yeah, for like proper names. Yep. There is a pronoun, which is what is used to determine the gender and plurality of the monster. So that's either like he, she, or they, he, she, it, or they. And they throws everything else into plural mode. Okay. Um, there is attack element, which I don't think is used anymore. It, that used to be the element that their normal attack would be when they just used, like, a verb. Like, back when monsters didn't have specific hit messages, all they had was a oh. verb that was, like, it blanks you in the body part. Does this not... But does the, that, doesn't that set the monster element, or is that a different box? Uh, that's a different box. Oh, okay. Uh, that is monster element. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so then... Special attack was a field, just a string field. Oh, right. Like, this is a very legacy. Like uh, Miss Stringfield, my Spanish teacher in my sophomore <laughs> year of high school. Um, so this had things like effect three, and then the next field was oh, the right. effect ID. That's and the thing that I, if, whenever I'm doing something that, has something that uses that i always have to go find another monster to look at for an example yeah and we should just stop doing that like there's just better ways to do this now um but that was like how we did poison that's how we did yeah, poison like yeah that's poison how we did like blindness. certain hard-coded things like when we went through and it's like oh let's make it so the fruit golem whenever it says a thing about throwing an orange at you you get an orange like just we could hook up random shit like that so then uh toughness which is its hit points oh yeah that's annoying power which is its attack Tough power right. and defense which is its i mean basically like hit points muscle and moxie and they just don't have missed, missed. yeah um initiative which is its just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah so this this is a number which if it is zero you, you will always win in this shit. Like, this is a yeah. number that gets added to a D100 when combat starts. Right. You and roll yours. a D100 plus your bonus. They roll a D100 plus their their initiative value. Yeah. And then the highest one gets the jump. Damage, which is a way for us to 
prescribe a specific prescribe a specific damage range of damage. Range. Yeah. So this this uses like a range processing function that I wrote. That if we do like three dash five, it's just a random number from three to five. If we do three carat five, it waits is, it four. It waits four. Yeah, it it like um does a triangular kind I of. I think what it does is it it figures out the median and then determines the range and then do, like so that would be like and then does standard D four right? plus if, if we did like. One to five, yeah, with a carrot in it. It would be th- time it would be, it would be three plus random zero to two minus random zero oh, to right. two. Yeah, so yeah. it tends to to stick in the middle to the middle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just it's like a pyramidal value, and there's something else that process range can do also. It might remember. just take a list of comma separated values. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, so this is a way for because if if that is blank, the damage is calculated based on its the monster's power, monster's power, and the and the like relationship of its power to your defense. Yep. Uh, bonus stats, which is just if a monster is worth more stat points than its power, would also give you. Yeah, like a uh, lot of the monster was tied up in the power number, and we needed some way to differentiate monsters. There is monster element, which is its actual elemental alignment. There's monster category, which is its phylum. Uh, and then that has a little asterisk on it that you can click to open the reference document that describes all the phyla. Uh, meat that it drops. Uh, it's picture, it's description, and then a list of tags that we don't... Picture is always 100 by 100. Yeah, unless we override it. Unless we override yeah. that. Uh, there is... It has the ability to set a flag to a value when you defeat it. Which that also has some processing. Like if I put clan underscore before the flag, it'll do it as a clan flag. If I put ink underscore, it will increment the flag by that amount instead of setting it. Mm. If I put ink clan, it will increment the clan flag by that amount instead of setting it. Can you do one? Can you only do one thing in that box or can you do multiple things? You can only do one thing in that box, but you can, there's other ways to do this now. Sure. So then there is the monster's conditional, which is just the code that runs whenever a zone tries to give you that monster as your encounter, so it can reject oh. it. Okay. So, like, for example, all of the feminine hole-in-the-sky monsters right. have a conditional of if your number of ascensions is even, right. then reject. These conditionals, like all conditionals in KOL, are rejection rather than inclusion. So... You're always you think of it backwards. You're always thinking of it backwards. You're always saying, "What are the circumstances under which this monster cannot occur?" Under those circumstances, we say found one equals false. Right. Um, then there's a special properties list, which I'll get to. Yeah, that's um, the big chunk of description. Yeah, I I don't think there is time to read that entire list. It's so possible. we we might get partway through it and yeah. and pick it back up on the next show, which is going to be a day earlier, a day late. Late, late. Okay. We're moving offices next week. Yeah. And uh, because the Campo guys have rented a much nicer, much larger office and have invited us to come with them. So we're going to do that. And we're going to have a new studio and all of that actual movement happens. The place that we've been for the last two and a half years to this new place is happening Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Um, So then there is a specific critical hit message and 
an element that the, the critical attack does and a specific fumble message. I got so tired of not being able to come up with anything to put in these that I made it default to one of the other messages if you just leave that blank. This is a thing that Riff and I don't have a ton of facility with. Like the, <laughs> the, the monster attacks always were very, very, very easy for Scully to write and Riff and I just can't get our heads in the right space to do it as prolifically as he could. So, um, and then there's like six hit messages and elements associated with each of them. So like a monster can have some of its attacks like thematically do hot damage and some of them not, um, which, which renders that monster attack element field irrelevant. Right. And I think unless they're all the hit messages are blank in which that's when you get, it tries to you in the bung, but misses, (laughs) um, because it's looking for verb. Which is still in the table, but just not in the spindler. Anymore. Oh, okay. That that explains where that came from. Like, yeah. I just I didn't understand where that yep. message lived. Yeah, because it used to be every monster attack. You always used to be it blanks you in the part, or it tries to blank you in the part, right. but misses. Okay. Um. Wow, that's cool. And I don't know if we should bring verb back. There was present tense or. If it was just always added an S to it, is that uh-huh. always not? Always. Are there any irregular conjugations of like actual transitive verbs? I mean, uh, like there are a lot of irregular conjugations of like weird helper verbs, like to be and stuff. But is there any verb that you can't make present tense by adding an S to it? That's a good question. I mean, I guess, like, it tries to half you. <laughs> it's supposed to say halves sure. you. Right. It tries to loaf you. <laughs> it loaves you. Anyway, those aren't... Those aren't trans. It tries to fish you. Uh, then it has three factoids um, and, and links to swap places of those factoids in case you decide that one of them is funny enough to put in last splot. Splot. That's what we call them. The three factoid splots. Uh, factoid number three, bonus RPN, which we never used. Um, yeah, we had, I had initially pitched with Manuel that once you fully researched a monster that you would get some sort of bonus in fights against that monster, like the camera, because like all of this was kind of modeled after the way the camera worked in Bioshock one. Right. Right. So you'd take enough pictures and you would learn like weaknesses of these monsters and get bonuses when you fought them. But we just was like, you know, this is already so much fucking work. Like, let's just not do this. Yeah. A thousand, like trying to come up with a thousand different like justifications for it, like ways to like describe it. Yeah. Screw that. Um, but the code's there. I mean, if we wanted to make it so, like, learning everything about this one monster made it so you just did extra hot damage every time you fought them, we could do that. Um, or maybe, maybe learning everything about some horror made it really hard to fight. Oh. Uh, and then blue text. Oh, that's just the description of what that right thing did. So everything else interesting about monsters is stored in these list of monster special properties that we have. And there are maybe a hundred of these. The, oh, easily more than that. I hit the wrong one and loaded the list of phylums. Of so we have there a are like giant three. reference document. Reference document. 
There's no asterisk to load this reference document. There is. Oh, there is? Yeah, okay. it's on the specials field. Okay. So uh, there is a section that is resistances. So there's stun resist X, which gives the monster an X percent chance per round of breaking out of any stun. So that's just ends all stuns. And there's a message. It, it displays the message for when it naturally breaks out of the stun. Uh, it has which no- is a little weird because stuns take so many different forms. <laughs> yeah. Well, but each one has a different message, right? It doesn't, we don't, the, it uses whatever the message oh, is for recovering oh. from that stun. For, that's the okay. stuns, ex, the stuns, stuns all live in the code as this array of this is the stun being applied. Okay. This is, or maybe it's like, this is what it says the first round. This is what it says when it's, when the, it's pretending, when, when it's preventing it's the monster from attacking. Oh man, we got one into the list before our guests arrived. So <laughs> let's just read this list of special properties. For the next show. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think for, doing half the spindlers probably makes sense. Yeah, thanks for sending, uh, thanks for sending in your questions. Thanks for yeah. listening to the podcast. Guys, thanks for doing the podcast with me mm-hmm. and, uh, let's go get some sushi. Riff, mm-hmm. you can go get whatever you want. Okay. Bye everyone. Bye everybody. Bye. Have a great week. <laughs>